You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello, and welcome back to OK Sis. And your name? Oh, my name is Maddie. And my name is Scout, and I'm worried about your collection of clothing because I've seen you in that Mad Happy sweatshirt potentially for the last five times we've recorded. But what about the Aritzia sweatshirt? Oh, yeah. It, it, it like, alternates between the Mad Happy and the Aritzia. Also, I'm doing great today because... Oh, no one um, at no, I'm This is... Uh, someone came to my house today and looked at me and said... Oh, you look so tired. Are you okay? And then two seconds later said, oh, you're just wearing makeup. So, um, so, <laughs> um, so, you, so the makeup made you look more tired? So either I don't know how to put makeup on or do you know what I think is happening to me biologically, which I think you can attest to, is that my face does not wake up. Like my body's awake, my mental whatever is awake. I'm ready to go to work. I'm here. I'm up. I'm a morning person. Oh, yeah. And then your puffy but face. My it looks face, like the lymph nodes are undrained. They don't like I don't my face doesn't wake up until 11. Like I don't look awake until 11. It's tragic. Yeah, it is a tragedy. Um, so that happened to me today. And then wow. I also wanted to alert the sisterhood that I, in fact, did not win Forbes 30 under 30. And I'm coming on here to say that. And I'll tell you why. Wow. Because You're a brave soul. You are brave yes. soul. Yes. When I announced that I was nominated, you were like, oh, my God, you're going to jinx it. Then you have to tell everybody you didn't get it. All this stuff. 
I don't believe in hiding parts of your journey that aren't the shiniest trophy moments. And so I was super proud of myself for getting nominated and I still am. And it was an amazing experience to go through that process. Um, When I didn't win, which I kind of assumed I didn't, like really looking at my agency, which which was what I was nominated for, Um, the nomination definitely came a little bit premature. Like I think that I would have been in a better state if this had been like a year later, but oh, I won't be a qualified next year because I'll be 30. Um, But when I found out that I didn't get it, I was disappointed, but I had also kind of been really realistic as to where I was involved with the other competition. And while it bruised my ego for a second, I realized that that's all it was. It was just an ego situation that would have been a nice to have, but it has nothing to do with the fulfillment of my life nor the success of my agency. So I wanted to come on because most people don't come on when they lose something, they keep it quiet. And so I am blasting to the world that I, Scout Sobel, did not win Forbes 30 under 30 and I will never win Forbes 30 under 30 because I will be 30. Mazel tov! Mazel, mazel. I was almost going to make a post and be like, did it win Forbes 30 under 30? Okay, well, that's a little excessive. Um, No, I mean, look, I think a lot of the accolades that come with Forbes 30 under 30 is more so for external validation. Um, I don't know, like, how how validating. And and you're obviously very self-aware and – your inner pride and journey will never be shaken by something like this, which is you should be so like it's very admirable that you're like that, whereas something like that could shake me to the core, which is what I'm working on. And then also, you know, as we're learning from Lacey Phillips, everything, you know, is put everything is put in your pathway and in your your journey is put in your way to be to teach you a lesson. And it seems like you have completely learned that lesson. Yeah. I'm looking at the whole thing as a huge sign that I'm on the right path. It was just a nice little like, Hey, we recognize that you're killing it. Like maybe you're not a fit for this year's winners, but you're killing it and we want to learn more. And that's what I'm taking with me. Yeah. And, um, you're going to be too old next year. So sucks. Yeah. And that's, um, that's that's called aging. I was like thinking about my Instagram and the photos that I post. And I wonder if I was 15 and I looked at my Instagram profile, would I think that I was like almost a 30 year old? Because when I was 15, I saw 30 year olds totally different than who I am now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I th- I saw 27, 26 year olds. Like I thought they were so old. Now I think like, like I, I think you're young until you're probably forty. I hope that yeah. doesn't offend anyone. Honestly, like, you know I what think I mean? no. Like, I can't. I look wait at Kourtney Kardashian. Kourtney Kardashian is forty. Kim Kardashian is forty. That's young. Yeah, it is young. It's super young. I don't think you're ever old until you're like in the old age home, really. Um, maybe when you have grandchildren, maybe that's a good, whatever. I'm still young and thriving and loving everything about it. So, um, we love to see it. I'm like really hijacking this episode, but I would like to announce the news for you that you pre-launched your app and I would love everyone in the fucking sisterhood to hear about this. (laughs) Okay. Sisters. So you probably have 
noticed in a couple episodes, I sprinkled in that I'm an entrepreneur. And oh, that Jesus I Christ. <laughs> that I've started my own company. And I've been saying it, you know, quite some time, but I've, you know, hinted at the secret project, but never like was able to say what it was or what the name was. But we, me and my co-founder, Lauren, shout out Lauren. She listens to every OK Sis episode. She's an OK we Sister. We love Lauren. We, we love, love Lauren. Lauren. So Lauren and I, she was actually my boss at my first job out of college. And we stayed in touch after we both left that uh, that job. And we always knew that we wanted to start something together. We have such a great working relationship. And um, we came to the realization that we wanted to create an app. And my whole life, I've been working at tech startups. It has been my dream to be, to have an app of my very own. And we decided to create a travel recommendations app. And it really started when she texted me being like, I'm going to Austin. I just saw that you were on, you were there on Instagram. Um, Send me your recommendations. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like now I have to go back into Google Maps or like go back into text or whatever where I was and remember what I liked and what I didn't like. And I was like, why the fuck isn't there a community or some sort of platform for us all to be having an identity, a travel identity, where we have all our recommendations and we can see them all on one map view. So we created an app called Camber, which will do just that. And it's going to be very focused on your trusted network of, of friends and people that you trust their tastes. Maybe it's brands, maybe it's influencers, maybe it's just your friends. Um, because, you know, as you probably know, if you go on Yelp or go on TripAdvisor, it's usually strangers that you're like, why the fuck should I trust your review? I don't know who you are. And we just couldn't see our generation or our type of audience um, having having an identity on any of those platforms. So we created Camber. It's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. You guys are going to freak the fuck out over the branding and just the look and feel of it. It is so superb and so fun to use. And you'll be able to discover and explore. And obviously, I know what you're thinking. Mads, it's COVID. It's the COVID times. We cannot travel. Well, sisters, um, the reason we're pre-launching it right now is to build out the community. We're going to be posting more so like travel inspo, some like wanderlust type-esque content. It's going to be fire. Um, and then once we're ready to launch the actual app in early 2021, um, when we hopefully can travel again, or also just to maybe build out some places that you would love to go to and would love to visit and just start to plan out your next big trip. And then when, when you're allowed to travel again, you'll be like, bitch, I got it all here on my camber. I got it here on my app. So that is what it is. And then again, a lot of it is not just focused on travel. It's, you know, local exploration. We're going to be highlighting a lot of small businesses, black owned businesses, more so local places that you can get takeout from. And it's just going to be a really fun community. So I hope everyone can join it. Um, if you want to get updates, you can put your email at camberapp.com, C-A-M-B-E-R-A-P-P.com. And then the Instagram is camberapp. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. 
Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Yeah, so I don't think you super said it's called Camber, everybody. Camber. I, what do you mean I didn't say that? I don't know. I just felt like you gave the story, but we weren't like pushing the brand out oh, there. We got to get the name. Camber. The name is C-A-M-B-E-R. Beautiful. That was great. Was that, was um, that clearer for you, Scout? That was clearer for me. Um, I, in the show notes will be the link to the website for everybody to add their emails as well as the Instagram for everybody to follow. I am so proud of you. Um, you know, 
I don't know too much about the work division between you and Lauren and whose goal, who's like, who's pri- uh, not priority, whose roles are what. I haven't really gone into that with you actually. Um, but I can say that I've always felt as if you have an extreme extreme finger on the pulse for lack of a better cliche term and that your foresight into what this generation and the upcoming generation needs and wants not just service-based but the experience they want to have as well with that product service what it may be is really unparalleled to so many people you could be like killing it as like a brand manager for the top brands so I am just so proud not only that you were able to put your creative gifts and expertise into an app, but that you emotionally, because I think that entrepreneurship isn't just an, an, a resume of your skills being put into a business. It's also a testament that you pushed through emotional blocks of insecurity, of fear, and you are stepping into a zone of your power, regardless of how uncomfortable that may feel for you, because I know that sometimes you struggle with that. So I am so proud of you on an emotional level, on a creative level, and on a business level, and I'm so grateful that you and Lauren have teamed up, and maybe Lauren doesn't want to listen to this episode because we talk all about what it's like to be in business with Mads, and um, although <laughs> she I, would love, I would love to talk to Lauren and like see the differences well, in the way you are sure. with Lauren and you are with me. I mean, Lauren, you're going to come on the pod when we launch Camber, so uh, get ready for that, her first podcast. Um, oh, shit. But yeah, no, she we're we're very similar uh, working styles. I, I I have nothing to hide. I don't hide. I don't. I, I, that's why I need to be an entrepreneur. I need to work for myself is because I cannot tame this personality. Like this Although, is not. That's super not true because professional Mads is very tailored. Like I can't be professional. Like you're a professional. You're actually sorry. I, you're right. In my day job, there is like it's another person. It's, it's very weird. Scary. Well, we're so, so, so excited for you. And now back to OKSIS news because back to OKSIS. that is why we are here. Um, the holidays are coming up, sisters. And so Mads and I are doing a Hanukkah IG live tour, which means that every single day of Hanukkah, which is between Thursday, December 10th and Friday, December 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will be going live with other Jewish women on the internet, um, a different woman from a different Jewish brand or just a Jewish girl in business. Um, we have women like uh, Shani from Busy in Brooklyn, Carly Silverman from The Locks Club, which is that like exclusive Jewish dating app. Molly from Alma and Dale from Sweats in the City, so many more. So we are going to post the schedule on our Instagram. We'll talk about it on our podcast again, on our podcast on our next episode, Um, again, to remind you guys. But we're going to have a little, you know, we decided that we need some fucking holiday cheer this year and it's like enough. And so we are celebrating Hanukkah virtually with a bunch of Jewish women that we admire and we hope you'll join. Yes, please join. It's going to be it's going to be a grand time. You know what I was I think that so I posted on my Instagram story. um, How is everyone feeling? Because I posted a story talking to the camera, which I haven't done in 10 million years, saying that I wasn't wasn't feeling so hot. And everyone's having a shitty week or shitty two weeks. And I think truly I've had time to reflect on this, that the end of 2020 is kind of a wake up call. It's kind of this, whoa, we survived 2020, but 
it's not ending in three weeks. Like this is continuing on next year. And so I think that as we get to the end of the year, the emotional stress of this year with the pandemic and everything is kind of seeping into us a little bit because it is the end. And when the end comes of something bad, you should be happy. But the bad isn't stopping. So Yeah, so there's a really funny meme of Dorinda from Real Housewives of New York, and it's like, she's like super drunk like this, and it says, um, us pretending like January 1st, 2021, everything is going to be back to normal. Like, I love that for us, because it's true. We all thought like, oh, 2020 is the worst year, is the worst year. Um, and we thought that, you know, like, <laughs> clock strikes midnight at, tw- at uh, 2021 and everything's back but it's true this is probably going to be our reality for upwards of probably the majority of 2021 so I I get that and I get where that's like a shock I think to everyone but it's like guys we've kind of we've kind of been we've been in it for for this whole year like it sucks but it, at least we have we have been customized to it a little bit. I think we've adjusted. Yeah, we have adjusted. Anyways, I don't really want to talk about the pandemic. I just wanted oh, to share that. Okay, well, you literally <sighs> just said it, but I know. Right. And now hearing you talk about it, I'm like, I don't want to go here. Okay, oh, let's do. All right. Well, let's do, you know, it just emotions change as as things happen. You know, as as developments develop. Oh, um, oh as developments <laughs> develop. <laughs> Okay, current fixations. I am just the the orchestrator of this episode. I know what is going on. Um, Adam made a pour over, and I it's very oh strong. oh yeah, I could tell. Yeah. I could tell you are like bouncing off the walls. This is um, the energy that's like unparalleled. This is the energy that I need. Um, yes. So my current fixation, we've had her on the pod. Um, Amanda Thomas is love AJ earrings. So I purchased the mini Amalfi hoops in silver a few months ago or probably like a month ago. Who knows? Um, And they were so lightweight and I had other gold hoops, but they hurt my ears and then they tarnished and then like they made my ears green or whatever. And so when I bought Love AJ's earrings, I noticed how lightweight they were. I didn't feel them on me all day long. I could have slept in them and not known. They never tarnish. They never hurt my ears. All the things are the perfect size and they're the perfect fucking price point. Like I don't want to spend over $100 for a pair of earrings. I think her earrings are like 40 to 60 bucks. So I fell in love with the silver Amalfi hoop because it's the perfect little everyday hoop that's not super big but not too mini. And so when Black Friday hit, she had a 40% off sale, which uh, take notes, people, that's a Black Friday sale. And oh, that is so funny you say that. So I've, I've mentioned this before. It's me, Chinks, on um, TikTok. And she was like, don't even talk to me if you are not below 40%. You're, these brands coming in with 20%, that is not a sale. I'm sorry. I- I've seen 10%. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck I mean, out okay, of look, here. If it's, a, if it's a small business, I, I totally get that. I don't even think you should have a sale. Like, you need yeah. all the support. That is fine. If you are Sephora and you are giving us 10% off, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I'm so with you. So, and Love AJ is a small business. So, anyways, I got the gold Amalfi hoops and I got these little ones. Look, Mads, they're like a little clip. They're cute, right? Oh. Oh, very cute. So I got two 
earrings for $65. I wear them every day. Lightweight, easy, don't hurt the ears. Perfect size. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, bitch. Yeah. Wow. What's, what's your current fixation? Okay, my current fixation, I showed it to everyone on our previous IG Live that we did. Um, I just, I treat, hashtag treat myself to the Way's new hand soap and hand cream. So my hands, like most people, are like crackling and crinkling and dry as a bone. And I was looking, I was in the, I was in the market for a new hand cream. So I was like, you know what? Let me try uh, Way's new one. And it's delicious. I mean, doesn't disappoint. Never has, never will. Nothing I ever buy from them. I'm disappointed. It is just the best. It's the best line that there is. They um, are the, expert the hand at soap. Scent. Oh, wait. I do want to say I want to go on the record to, and say that okay. this hand soap is better than Aesop. I said it. I motherfucking said it. Uh, it's a big it statement. Is, it's a it's a huge statement for me. Okay. So we have it. It's like it has little beads in it, which I'm usually not a fan of, but something about it is just luxury. Every time you wash your hands, it's a luxury. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Mads is really obsessed with really nice hand soap. And every time you go to her house, the hand soap's always super, super, super nice because um, she's bougie. And I'm bougie too, but I have a pro. I personally cannot invest in bougie products that that run out all the time like I just can't do it it doesn't doesn't compute in my brain so I really wanted to buy the way hand soap though but I I was like you know what I found public goods they're clean they're very price affordable and they're cute so I'm sticking to that but the way truly their products are impeccable through and through I mean it's the sense the the aura factory is that a word I think so this the the smells that yeah. consume you. I mean, how do they do it? Oh, yeah. it's fabulous. Yeah. I don't know. I got there the way uh, chill bombs for my bath. Oh, I didn't know they had those. Yeah. I would have liked the solution with the, the mix of the bath bomb with the water to be a little bit like thicker. Like I don't like looking at my body during a bath. Like I like to be covered, which maybe well, says something why, about myself. Well, um, why don't you get like uh, bubbles or something? Yeah, but I didn't know if I, I just tried the chill pills because I didn't know what it would do. And so anyways, but when I got out, my skin was so soft and smelled so good. Before we get into the behind the scenes of OKC's podcast and what it's really like to work with Mads, spoiler alert, it's great, we wanted to talk about Hum Nutrition, which quite honestly, we can't stop talking about. My skin after taking their skin squad for a few months is so noticeably different. I haven't been breaking out at all, which as you know, on OKC's is the main goal. What I love about Hum is that it's personalized wellness. There is no one size fits all here. And as I've been upping my wellness game and prioritizing my health, I super appreciate that you get to tailor your supplement needs with Hum. You take a quick quiz and get individualized product recommendations from their team of registered dietitians to help bring your skin, body, hormones, and mood into balance. Every single day, I take Uber Energy because we all know I need a boost in that area, although this episode would suggest otherwise. 
Here comes the sun for my fix of vitamin D and daily cleanse, which is a unique formula of detoxifying herbs and minerals, and it helps reduce breakouts and improve skin clarity. And I use Skin Squad Pre and Probiotic, which as mentioned earlier, is the reason I'm not breaking out these days. I also take Uber Energy for that energy fix, as if I really need it, but it helps during the workday. What goes inside your body matters. That's why Hum only uses all natural clinically proven ingredients that are highly absorbable, non-GMO, free of common allergies like gluten, soy, shellfish, etc., and sustainably sourced. It is a win-win situation, sisters. And Hum Nutrition's monthly vitamin subscription is affordable, flexible, convenient, customizable, and committed to results. Ready to up your wellness game? Go to humnutrition.com and use code OKSIS for 15% off first orders of $29 or more. That's code O-K-A-Y-S-I-S at humnutrition.com for 15% off first orders of $29 or more. Okay, let's get into working together, Mads. So today, sisters, we are going to give you a behind-the-scenes look, um, not in t- not only into Mads and my working relationship and what that looks like off mic, um, but as well as the behind-the-scenes of how OK Sis works, what it kind of looks like now versus when we started, mm-hmm. um, maybe some tips and tricks on how to manage content, um, all of the stuff. So I will open it up to Mads first. I would like you to give an honest, in-depth, really self-reflective answer to the question, what is it really like to work with me, your sister? Okay. Wow. Putting me on the spot. The good thing I prepared. Scout. What it's like to work with you. So everyone, whenever we go on other podcasts, they, without fail, ask us, how is it like working with your sister? And... Honestly, and I've said this before, I was a little skeptical starting this project with you because you have a history of abandoning projects and things that you start. So I was like, oi, what do I got myself into? Putting myself on the line and then we're going to have to cancel down the road when she doesn't want to do it again. That has been proven false. And I took a risk on you, Scout. I'm just going to say that. So at first I was thinking I was little... the same fucking thing, by the way, which I'll get into next. Oh, great. Oh, this is just going to be like a therapy session. So basically what I surprisingly learned was that you are insanely hardworking. And I guess I knew this to an extent, but I never saw it behind the scenes. Like you're very quick and very um, like boom, 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 boom. Let's get the task and let's done. And like it's aggressive in the way that you work in which we've, we've talked about this. Our working styles are very different. You're very which hustle I think culture. Would, which I think would shock people like just knowing my personality on the podcast. I know. So in that regard, you really propelled me because you were so on top of it. And not that I was never going to be on top of it, but it. But I think you treated it like a business from the very beginning, which I don't think I did. And in that regard, I just mean like when I look at the work that we do behind the scenes, I never really considered it work. Um, I still don't really, but it's a lot more formalized now. And I also have a different perspective around the actual, you know, operations that happen the admin behind okay sis if you will but um what I what it has what it has led to is this beautiful working relationship where 
again, when you work with family, there's really no bullshit and you're able to just quickly text, quickly get shit done. It's it's a very fast pace, um, which I don't think happens. It's very unique to a family working relationship. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I would say that when we first started, I was afraid that you wouldn't be as committed at, as I was to it. Not with the anxiety of was I going to drop off of it because that happens with a lot of the shit I do. It was more that I knew that when I commit to something, I'm a fucking bulldozer and I go insane. Like I'm all in. There's no half-assing things for me when I have a project that I'm dedicated to. I move fast. I move diligently and I'm very, very, very passionate So when we started, I didn't know, and I know that about myself, I didn't know if that would be too much for you, if you wanted that level of a commitment in a project like this, et cetera. So that's, so I was also, like you were anxious that I wasn't going to want to do it forever, but then I was anxious that you weren't going to want to do it in the entirety that I knew we had to do it if it was going to be something. Yeah. Also something I think in the very beginning specifically, like you were have always been good at being extremely vulnerable, extremely raw on the podcast and also on social and everywhere. And when you have a podcast (laughs) and everywhere and everywhere, (laughs) spoiler alert, um, you're going to have to be vulnerable. Like you are going to have to put yourself out there and it's really fucking scary. And I don't think I ever did that. You know, I never had an Instagram where I had to treat it like a business or, you know, act like an influencer in some, in some cases. I also have, changed my entire view of what the word and job influencer means um being behind the scenes and doing it it's a fucking job everyone who says it's not um so I think you were always like you leaned into that from the very beginning whereas it took me honestly it took me until the podcast accelerator group we did with almost 30 to like really lean into you know what? We're showing up. We're showing up. We need to put our faces on the gram a little more. We need to show our personalities and lean into like this is what people, what you sisters, enjoy about this podcast and the magic of it. And I think I was shying away from that a little bit. Um, but now yeah. I'm, full, I'm, I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. Yeah. And, but I think what's interesting is that even though I've, really always given 100% of myself emotionally, like vulnerably. I pretty much will say anything about myself on the podcast and wasn't afraid of that. I think that I handle the eyeballs on us more vulnerably than you do. So like it, it trips me out that people actually listen. So after our live event in January, I was going up to back up to our hotel room real quick to like grab something because we were going to dinner after and I was with Lauren and Lauren Elizabeth and I was like, oh my God, like there's people that know me and they listen to me every week. And it, it totally freaked me out because nobody, like being vulnerable is one thing, but then knowing that there are people out there that 
they know who you are and they know your life and they know when you're moving in with your boyfriend and they know when you're getting a new dog and they know all these things, but you don't know their story. It's a very weird dynamic. Um, and it makes me want to know our sisters so much more, but I think I know, that cause that's I, why we have the secret Facebook group. That's why we started the community. We did is like to actually see the names and faces behind these these numbers like you guys are yeah. just numbers so if you yeah. want to be a face join the secret facebook group okay sisters oh look at that plug look at that true, little true seamless, okay seamless so plug let's, let's talk about the realities of the workload of okay sis what it was when we started and then what it is now so when we started it was just the podcast right it was really just recording scheduling guests editing the podcast and like some some social work um but it really kind of lived in this hour right that we record that felt like the the bulk of 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 the work I don't know it didn't it just felt like that was it it was like once for an hour a week we record and then yeah I edit real quick and like we put it up on social but it just felt like it was just that hour a week um no but it was also a lot a lot of outreach I remember hours of finding people's emails reaching out going back and forth over scheduling figuring out when they're gonna come I mean it was it was a whole production just to do guest communications it still is um I think though we've gotten to a place where we can um, we slowed down a little more on the pitching. Usually people either come to us or we have a relationship that we can speak to the person about. So, um, but in the beginning it was, it was a lot of guest comms for sure. Yeah. And so now we can walk you kind of through the back end of OKSIS and how we work on it on a weekly basis. So obviously I think really what's been great is that since everything is virtual, um, Mad's schedule is more flexible with her day job so we can kind of like hop on a call real quick in the middle of the day and it's not a big deal um but the kind of back end of OKSIS and how we run it is every Monday we have a meeting Mads and I have a meeting at 10 30 for 30 minutes um I have my team Monday meeting for my agency at 10 and usually we're done by like 10 20 but it left on t- to 10 30 and I used the same zoom and Mads hopped on and it was really fun everyone was so happy to see her um, so we have Mads and I have a Monday meeting, um, Monday at 1030. And then we have our intern Gigi. Hi, Gigi. Shout she out hop- Gigi. We yeah, love she, Gigi. She's so pretty. And like, ugh, she always comes yeah, with her like, hair looking like, so good. She's like really cool, you know, like yeah. she's probably cooler than us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she likes us. Um, so Gigi's our... <laughs> Well, I know why she likes us, but I we love her. So we have our meeting, you, me, and Gigi at 1030. And then we also just started implementing, since we have a lot of other projects, like things other than guest reach out and scheduling and all of that stuff, there's a lot of other verticals of the brand now. So OKSIS lives in our secret Facebook group. Um, it lives pretty seriously on Instagram. Uh, we do a lot of IG lives now. We're a guest on other people's podcasts all the time. And then we have some secret stuff in the works. Like we're coming out with a little OKSIS product and we're planning our next virtual event right now. Um, like planning the IG live tour for Hanukkah. So the brand exists outside of just the podcast, which feels yeah. interesting. I would also say we're taking the Instagram a lot more seriously. I've done copious 
amounts of research on how to grow a following and engagement. And we become a lot more serious around the type of content we are posting and very intentional about it. The times that we do, we use Planoly, which I'm sure a lot of people use um, to schedule out the post to ensure that we're capturing the perfect audience at the right time. I learned way too much about hashtag research and uh, making sure that you're putting the exact hashtags that are right for your audience. Um, And then the captions, we've kind of now used the captions as almost like blog posts like they have become this you know just extension of of our thoughts of certain relatable things that we think you guys would that you guys think about too that people don't say a lot you know that's I mean that's who we are we say it we Mm -hmm. do it all in the podcast all the time but we're like why aren't we saying these types of like taboo things on Instagram on Instagram captions so if you haven't noticed, like we've, the captions are a lot more engaging and we always ask a question and always want to hear what you guys think. Yeah. Which CTAs like kind of make me cringe, but I, I get the purpose of them. Um, they make us cringe, but like we do really good ones. Oh yeah. Like for instance, the apple and pumpkin pie debate. I mean, that was iconic. Like the, I got yelled at cause I left out pecan pie. People were like justice for pecan. Wait, I totally missed this. How did I yeah, not? Because you this don't post? look at that. I am. I am never not on the OK Sis Instagram. It's like a little. It's overwhelming at times. Like it's I'm the never. I'm, on it. I'm never not in our analytics for our downloads. That's true. <laughs> um, no, but there was a, there. It was fiery. It was getting feisty in that debate in that comment section. We were firing it up. Well, it's obviously pumpkin pie. So. Well, that's um, what I that's what I put because I knew you love. I mean, I, I look, I'm neither. I'm not a pie person, but either am I only for pumpkin pie, though. No, nothing. I, I don't want any. I don't want any of it. Oh. Um, also, another system we use, we just started using Asana because we have multiple projects going on where we can assign things to me, Mads or Gigi, um, which is fun. But yeah. And since it's not our full time job, even though it's pretty much at this point both a part-time job for us um we kind of just talk throughout the day via text like it's kind of just this ongoing thing yeah it's a lot of just um it's a lot of little things if that makes sense a lot of one-off um requests and this and um it's it's a lot of like oh, did you see that pitch? Do you want to have that girl on? Stuff right. like that. Like, Because there's two of us. So she can't necessarily make a decision for the both of us. Like there are instances where she knows like Scout won't want to do this. And so she can yeah. make those decisions. But if there's ever an inkling of like, oh, Mads might want to interview this girl. Like we run it by each other. We get a lot of PR pitches for guests as well as do our own outreach. But there's just little things since there's two of us that we have to agree upon. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, the emails take up quite some time, um, just because we do have to be both doing them. Yeah. Although sometimes I go in and just, yeah, your little bulldozer, your little, little energizer bunny, worker spirit. Who, where the yeah. fuck does it come from? We don't know. We don't know. Okay, so let's talk about how we are off the mic together. How often do you think we talk? So this is interesting. I'm like, how often do we talk about OK Sis versus personal stuff? Since our brand is our personal life, but everything off the podcast is business talk for the most part. So how often do you think, like, what's the percentage of us talking about OKSIS versus our lives? 
Well, as you just said, OKCIS is interweaved into our lives. It is ingrained in our lives. We talk about our lives on this podcast. It is a lifestyle and self-care podcast. So even if we're not talking about OKCIS, we are inherently talking about OKCIS. That's like very meta, you know? Yeah. But um, I will say that... I still look to you, obviously, as, like, a sister. Like, I'll cry to you about about work issues or these issues, life issues that don't relate to OK Sis. And, um, I'll, I mean, you, you, you always, like, FaceTime me when you're watching TV, which I think is, like, I think that's, like, honestly... Post Every time I finish, a post- like, a monument on TV that Matt has already watched, I FaceTime her. Yeah. And then there's, like, other things you text me about, which is why we started the... Again, going back to okay says, but, like, that's why we started the series Shit Scout Says, because, like, she'll text me things that I'm like, what the fuck are... What? How are these things that are in your brain? Like, what? Anyways, but you... you I was going to say, I think the ideal scout is your post-TV scout, because... I mean, people see obviously see your personality on on the pod, and you're very you're much sillier on the pod than you are in real life. But there are these moments where you get so hyper and hilarious. Like, dare I say, you are? I pee my pants. Like after you watched Shit's Creek, you're like, David, David's got. Like I was like, what is happening? I couldn't speak. I was like, it was like almost like a delirious, stupid intoxication. Yeah, and those are my favorite moments. That's my favorite time to catch you. And, like, it's just, they're so funny. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm glad that they're not super public because they're pretty embarrassing. Oh, um, no. I would say off the mic, we are the exact same. The um, exact same. Our stepbrother, which, hello, did anyone find our stepbrother <laughs> on Hinge? <laughs> I'm like, we're going to do a huge giveaway. We don't know what it is yet, but like, it's going to be big. Um, our stepbrother, he was listening to an episode um, and he was, I was like, aren't we the same in real life? He's like, you guys are the exact, like, it's like uncanny. Yeah. But together when we're having like personal time, just hanging out as sisters, it's always like you mad. crying? What's happening? <laughs> You're Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. Um, Mads is always like, do a fucking reel with me. Here's a TikTok. And I'm like, this is not in alignment with my soul. I don't want to do some I, stupid I'm sister sorry, competition. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to be a content queen and provide premium content to our listeners and our sisters. And you know what? TikTok and reels are part of that content machine. I'm sorry. I didn't make the rules. <laughs> but that is, that's what we need to do to be relevant. And we do not want to be irrelevant. Oh, God damn it. Anyways, yes, we're the same off the mic. Um, unless one of us is having a mood, then it's like steer the fuck clear and just like Why give you us the always space. in a mood? Fuck around I, like I'm brand I new. I love that song. Do you know that song? Yeah, I do. It's on my one playlist that I have. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I know. Well, are we done? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to say? <laughs> I was going to say. Everyone, I hope you spent this whole weekend binging Selena because we're recording this on a Friday and it just came out and my soul, it feels complete. Like I feel like I'm, I am a full human being now that the Selena Netflix series is out and I would like to leave everyone with this um, beautiful song. 
como no. la flor, <risa> un cantador belice tú. I'm so sorry to all the Spanish-speaking sisters. This is not Spanish. Everybody to do. Me macho, me macho, bebe. Pero, ay, como bebe. Okay, we're done. We're done. Sisters, you can follow us at Podcast on Instagram. And if you like this episode or if you like us in general, we would super appreciate it if you would rate us five stars, leave a review, and text your favorite episode to a friend. Yes! Okay, good one. Okay, we love you. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.